what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X go give it to you. On today's episode of Mark, Rob and Rum, the Estate and CX podcast, we are talking about the X factor in estate agency, or in business in general, really. Uh, we are sat at a co-working space, so if you hear a little bit of noise in the background, uh, that's what it is. We're not in a supermarket or anything like that. It's still the school holidays, so you might even hear someone's child running around. <laughs> But, um, you know, we're in a little private studio, so hopefully it should be okay. How are you doing, Rob? Okay? Yeah, all good. All good. Good, good. good. Um, okay, so, as I say, we're talking about the X Factor in business. What is the X Factor? Um, I guess what we're trying to identify is from my background, uh, having run various different businesses, from Rob's background as elite performance coach at Iceberg and having worked in various different companies and gone through transformations with them, what are the similarities that we can see as to where a business kind of turns a corner, is reborn if you like. Um, So I'll let you start us off Rob, um, from some of the things that you've seen in the past, where do you think that, that moment comes from where a business starts to turn the corner and then what has to happen for them to start to see that, see it for themselves that they've turned a corner? Um, I think it comes back to curiosity from them trying to find something a bit more greater than what they're doing right now, a purpose more around it. Why they, why they, why they are in this day and sim? If they're not doing so well, what are the reasons for that? If they want to grow. What's the reasons and how they can achieve that? Um, and what I have realised is there is a painful process through that um, but I call it I've called it the matrix moment uh, which I use the analogy that when if anyone's watched the matrix when Neo dies and he comes back and he sees all this different data and he sees the world in a different way there's always a magical moment I've seen clients go through that um, so it's always an interesting one I think It's understanding their action and their efforts from their actions. But there must be, you know, when I when I first set up my like my very first business, I, I'm guessing. Well, I'm not even guessing. I mean, I know from speaking to lots of agents that most agents started their business a similar way to the very first company that I started, which was I was doing a job, and. It didn't seem overly difficult to do this job for myself. Yeah. I looked at what I was earning versus what I might be earning if I owned the company. I probably didn't even really consider what it costs or means to run a company. Mm. Just thought of myself with all the money that the company might be earning. Yeah. And I kind of liken it to a kind of prescription that a doctor might give you whereby you know the basics you know how this company runs, let's say it's an station. you know that, I don't know, every month we drop this amount of leaflets, we field this amount of phone calls, mm. we do this amount of valuations, we sell this amount of houses. Um, my very first business was an IT recruitment company. I knew you speak to this many companies to see if you can get some vacancies, 
you search CVs, you send the CVs, you get the placements. Obviously, once you get into the business, it's more complicated with things you don't realise, like, oh, you know, I didn't know I was going to need, you know, to keep all my accounts and I was going to have to submit annual returns and the VAT and the this and all of that. that that's not stuff you realise, but your idea of making money is as simple as, I don't know, I just thought I'd, just thought I'd do it for myself. Mm. Not, a, not, a, not a strategy on like, you know, how are we going to make the, how are we going to take on Uber or how are we going to take on Amazon or like, you know, has all these companies that launch, these big technology companies that have years and years of investment money because they've got a plan mm. to eventually turn it into profit. It doesn't work like that when you're a, small business entrepreneur does it it's like you better start making some money pretty quick or you're going back to get a job yeah and it just stays like that so like what from your point of view you must meet a lot of companies that are still in that boat of I don't know we're just trying to sell their houses trying to get some this month and hopefully we get some next month and then you're asking them to go away and do a bit of strategy work how does that normally land with people do they do they go, yeah, that's a great idea, or do you, you know, what has to normally happen before somebody goes, shit, this is maybe where I could move to the next level? Um, I think it's uh, when we go through the, when we go through the start of the program, they talk about having that growth and fixed mindset. Uh, so you definitely have to be curious and having that growth mindset around uh, what you want to work on next so something must have happened for them to trigger that bit yeah. something must have made them think there's got to be something better than this Yeah, there's got to be an easier way and I think it can be sometimes down to like every year like you think that we're going to magically have the most bumpy year and yes we could have had it in the last year but with the stresses of huge amounts of upload upturn and obviously stress on the staff and everything like that so it hasn't come with this it's not being rosy that we just a lot of agents just sold more houses this year and it's been great. There's been the struggles struggles with that. But I think before that, every year was like, you get to spring and hope, oh, spring's coming. Hopefully spring's going to be a good one and then mm. we have a good summer and then, and then oh, let's hope we have that good uh, bumper thing in September and we can have a good Christmas. And then like you're just relying, just randomly and hoping that that might happen. And I think a lot of agents who've gone down that, start going that journey have actually realised like, it doesn't have to be that way. There's a strategy that I don't have to just rely on randomness, that I can actually predict and take action on finding my future business and visualise it, and I can see it in that way. That's really interesting, actually, because from my point of view, um, when I... The first probably 10 years of being in business, I worked very much the way that I described before. You know, we do this job, whatever it was, we do IT recruitment or we sell magazines or we you know, sell advertising space, whatever the business was. And here's the prescription. Phone these people, sell this product. Mm. And if someone's offering it cheaper than you, then see if you can match the price. Um, and that's it, really. That's the idea. And you think that every business is kind of working like that, except for mega corporations whereby... God knows what they're doing because I never had the opportunity to go and do an MBA in business so I don't really understand it. And then, accidentally for me, same thing as what you're talking about, you start thinking, it's got to be 
I can't just keep riding this roller coaster whereby I have good months and bad months, good years and bad years, mm. and good staff and bad staff, and like every time I think everything's sorted, I have another dip, yeah. and every time you know I come back from the dip, I have another one, and uh, there's got to be a different way of doing this, um, and from my own curiosity, then found my own self development, my own mentors and stuff, and then the key, the key bit for me. I think in all of that because a lot of people listening to this have already discovered that there's some benefits in listening to podcasts by default otherwise they wouldn't be listening to this the key bit is the action mm. I think you put up a good post uh, just yesterday or today around you know 80% of the successes have come out of just action exactly you know so you You've already read enough books, you've already listened to enough podcasts, you know, you've already been on enough courses. Now you've got to take the action. And, and companies get too caught up on perfection. Yeah. Uh, they, rather than just getting the first version of it done, they need to be directionally correct. But it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. We were talking just before about uh, a client we know who's got a mass database of contacts and they've got multiple branches. So they've decided that they would like a, a, an individual newsletter to go out to each one of those separate branches as opposed to the general one that goes out to the whole database. So they've switched off the general newsletter. Mm. And now we're looking at the data and they've sent nothing out for four months. Right? Yeah. What a waste of time. Yeah. People want perfection, but in reality they end up doing fuck all. Yeah. You just need to be directionally correct with something, don't you? You can build the plane on the way down as people say but let's just got to jump off the cliff first <laughs> otherwise we'll sit on top of the cliff trying to build a Boeing 747 and, and never go anywhere I, I think even like you know take the analogy of doing a marathon run like people can obsess about technique trainers to run gear to what you're going to do how you're going to run how long you're going to run all that sort of stuff and really the action should be just put one step in front of the other and just start running and see how far you get. Then you can then only from there you can start to develop and go, oh, I realise I actually run this type of way, so I need to adjust my feet. Mm. Oh, I, after this much miles, I need to refuel because this is how my body reacts to it. Yeah. Afterwards, I need to wind down. But if you're sat there doing none of it, you're never going to know how to perfect it forward. And like, you're quite right I mean massively right in what we're saying to a lot of our clients gone through the most successful ones out there we've seen have trialled something learnt from the data and then developed it and made it better compared to maybe someone who potentially thinks what might happen in the scenario and never gets it underway so it's all sat there as a hypothetical theory mm. and I know from a fact most parts to all of it is the data that comes off with it so no action provides no data mm. no data gets you nowhere at least an action gives you some sort of form of data that you can work with it to then improve on it and yeah. work on it and see how I can redo it better yeah it's true and, and as you say it's not only applicable in business and you know we're always going on about data so it's not only applicable in terms of software same can be said like you say of, of just running you know, I sit, you sit there and go, I need a new pair of running shoes, but you haven't run anywhere yet. Yeah. You don't know, like, you might get a new pair of running shoes, run 5K and find that you get burns down the left-hand side of your foot. So that was a waste of time. You didn't have no data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so 
we could, you could, we could say pretty confidently then from them from both from both of our experiences when what what is the X factor is one having the mindset of wanting to change and thinking hmm maybe there's a better way than the way that I know and exploring that through you know some form of self development um, and then very importantly I would I would say almost even more importantly is actually having the ability to start rattling through and doing things. I remember when I very first started to change one of my businesses, it was quite overwhelming the amount that needed to be done. And I was lucky because you know, my wife, Hayley, who is also our COO, is very much a, a very efficient at things. And she would just go, right, well, we're going to do this thing. Even though there was like 58 things that mm. needed doing, she just picked one and goes, do that. When can you have it done by? Like, uh, I don't know, maybe a week, two weeks. She was like, great, you've got two weeks. And then I'd go a bit rogue with things and she'd just keep pulling me back to, don't forget, you've got to have that done in two weeks. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I better, <laughs> I better stop going rogue and do that thing. And when it was done, she'd go, great, here's the next thing. And gradually, gradually, none of it was perfect some of it was better than others, but suddenly we had these 56 things yeah. that the company was built around, and now we can make version two of them. Yeah. And, and some of them didn't even need a version two, and things slowly move on. So if I'd done nothing, and I didn't have a Haley, then possibly I'd have still been sitting here trying to figure out number one, because I get two minutes into number one before my brain goes, wow, look at that shiny bird over there. <laughs> you know, so someone, has got to go, what are we doing and when's the deadline? Yeah. Even if that person has no creative bones in their body at all, they have to go, what are we doing and when's the deadline? And then just keep hitting everybody, going, like, you know, you give people tasks on the Innovation and Growth Programme, yeah. right? And people struggle, I imagine, you, you correct me if I'm wrong, with the creative element of it. Yeah. But probably what makes them struggle is that they have an unlimited amount of time to do the work. If you said, yeah. like, you've got four minutes, tell me, yeah. how do you answer this question when someone says, why should I use your estate agency? They'd tell you that that'd be version one done and finished. Yeah, it's, I mean, someone called up and said, like, why should I use as an estate agent? You don't go, I'll come back to you in 12 months yeah. with a perfected response. And, like, all the other, blah, blah, blah. It'd be a case of, like... Here's my two minute spill, I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, I worked for a company a while back where we had a brochure which we were designing, and the brochure got to the point where we'd come to the end of it, and then we reviewed it and we realised we wanted to change it. So rather than releasing version one, we never released version one, mm-hmm. and then we then changed it to version two, and during version two, we realised that they wanted to change it in a different direction. Yeah. So then started working on version three. And version one actually was a completed product. Version yeah. two was almost there. And we got to version three, and even version three never got released. So you spent 18 months worth of all this design stuff. With, with bugger all. With bugger all at the end of it. It's like a homeless person, isn't it? Like, you know, uh, trying to build themselves a house and get into the stage where they've cobbled together some walls and a bit of a roof that will keep the rain off their head. And, like, you know, they look across at like a three bed semi and think, Ah, oh, mine's shit compared to that. Just knock the whole thing down yeah. and sleep on the street again for another six months while they're laying bricks 
and then they get halfway through building that and realise, oh, that one's got foundations, like not the whole thing down again. Like you could have been out of the rain by now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and building from there. But yeah, it's it's true. So okay, so self development, taking some action, like just get the fuck on with it, is what yeah. we're saying. Like you know, don't have to think too hard about it. When someone says, uh, "Tell me why someone should use your estate agency," just figure it out like ask yourself give yourself an hour to figure it out at the end of the hour you're going with whatever you've written that's it um, and you can move on to the next task there's too much shit to do to stay on that for, for four weeks um, with the last thing that I wanted to talk about around this X factor if you like which isn't really an X factor it's quite obvious to people they just it's just difficult for us to, to actually do it until you've done it you don't see that this was the answer all the time so having the idea to want to change a business and that it must be a, simple, a simpler way, then taking that action. And then the last one I wanted to talk about is around consistency. Mm. Because what a lot of companies do is they, they're always looking for a new silver bullet. New document, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, they've, maybe, they've, maybe they've set up the instant valuation and run a few ads and that worked all right. What next? Uh, you know, with lifecycle users, they they've got the heads up property registrations whereby they qualify all their applicants, find all the leads of people that have got houses to sell. They ran an ad, where that worked all right. What next? Yeah. Um, what What's your views on that? I think we've so I've always used the analogy, and we've seen it because we've got the data. Uh, we've had I've had clients where I've sat with them and we've analysed different customer journeys because. Only reviewing your customer journeys and you can review how that person came a client was. It's amazing how you've had someone someone do something with like an instant valuation had three years ago and someone do one two months ago and they're dropping out of the funnel at the same time. Mm. So that has only worked because that agent was consistent doing the instant valuation ad over and over again. Because your lead generation is has to be consistent the life journeys of the individuals coming to you as leads is different. Someone can take two years, someone can take two months. So you can't generalise how your lead generation will work in that part. you just got to have the tool that's out there to hook people in when they're at different stages. Yep. And the only way you can do that hook is being consistent each month and showing up to the plate with those necessary tools out there to try and pull, push those nets out yep. and just gather more people in and gather more people in gather more people in. I think it's... Uh, it's, it's it's a good analogy and it's so important that people realise you know what works works you're not trying to get the same clients over and over and over and over again now of course like you know if someone buys a house through you you hope that you know in five years time they might sell through you but generally you've got new people coming through all the time Yeah. so if you've got a system of this content seemed to work quite well um, keep doing the same content you don't have to think of new ideas. The same content, the same lead generation with the same amount of ad spend. Spend even more on it if you want, but the same one. The same conversation about how Heads Up Property Alerts works. Mm. The same ads running. The same thing on, a ma- on evaluation. The same nurture journey. The same newsletter every month. Like, obviously, the content gets updated, but it's going to new people. Yeah. What happens is when you're inside the bubble, you you get bored. Yeah. You go, oh god, the the instant the heads up property alerts advert, 
we've had the same one for three months now, it's well boring. Mm. Well, it's not boring, is it? Because the person who's seeing it now is Fresh. a completely different person. I mean, and, it, and it's quite interesting because some of the times you get the kickbacks from it, it's been like, everyone sees an innocent valuation ad, they must be bored by now. It's like, no, not everyone sees it, it's only the person who is presented to them. Like, if that was the case, You'd if it, if your average town is fifty thousand contacts, you'd have fifty thousand instant valuations done. Yeah, which is not necessarily the case of it. The conversion rates are a lot, lot less than that. Yeah. So like, it's fresh to someone. It might be boring to you, but that's the consistency of it. Yeah. And only when you can do consistently the same thing over and over again, you allow you to physically measure it properly, because you can see then the stats that go against it. You can't just do one-off stuff and then try and measure against other one-off stuff because it just doesn't work. Mm. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do an instant valuation this month and next month we'll try an email blast. Yeah. So like, <laughs> and then maybe an SMS and like, it like we, we sit because we can work on the data that works on it and yes, we, I know we talk about data a lot but we've been seriously monitoring accounts. We only saw it today with like one client who blasted out the instant valuation to his CSV file upload when he first joined us. Yeah. And that, then you could see all these different people and different journeys that were sat in their CRM system has now come alive and they've now gone on to instruct them, but they're all different people. But that was the main triggering. And then like, if they'd done that again and again and again, not bombarding the market, yeah, but, but like being consistent. being consistent, how much more would that generate? If they had actually done more instant valuations, how much more would that generate? Yeah. Uh, and you, you've, you've always given that great analogy when I was even a client of Icebergs. You know, if you've got, if you're spending £200 on ad spend and it's generating you 25 and you're doing that consistently, you think, what happens if I spend 300 quid mm-hmm. and then it generates you 40? Then you're thinking, oh, this is consistently starting to work. So then you increase it to 300. Yeah. And then it generates more and more. So, instantly, uh, our heads up property alerts, for example is a great tool because that tool is to find people wanting to register with estate to find houses in the street. So the, off the back of that, you get lead generation off that. So your game is not, I want to find more houses. The game is, I want to find as many people in the area as possible by consistently pushing out that over and over again, the same thing over and over again, which is then getting people to register in and based on those reasons, they then tell you whether they've got certain type of requirements they're upsizing, downsizing, whatever it might be, that you can then serve relevant content to them. So the game would be then on that part, it's like, let's understand the fears and concerns of the general market, why they wouldn't want to register with an estate agent, mm. why they don't, why they might wait till right move, how you can jump before right move by getting people to register with you, what you want to talk about a bit, it comes consistent over and over again, monthly, and it might be boring, but it's getting more and more people into the system. So if you was running an estate agency, if you and I was to set up an estate agency tomorrow, um, what, uh, let's give people a bit of a um, to-do list if they haven't got some of this stuff running already, what would be, in basic terms, the consistent Facebook ads or Google ads that you would be running 24-7-365 until further notice? So... Oh, I, we, we, we work this, the three types of valuations out, which has worked really well because we know about um, uh, how the brain likes to compare when it makes a decision. So we're offering, we've got a thing we've set up with agents around instant valuation, our social distancing valuation, book a face-to-face. It's allowing people to do 
an immediate option of booking a face-to-face. So what does the ad, what would the ad say? Um, so the advert will say, um, if you're looking to move in the next year uh, and you want a more accurate figure, not yet ready for an estate to come round, click here to find value home in sometimes under 60 seconds. Cool, you, you'd knock together that advert yeah. and uh, you choose your budget. Um, for you personally, do you have any preference on budget or not really? It just depends on how much somebody's got to spend. Um, how much I've got to spend, but ultimately, again, looking in the area what other agents are running. You know, agents, is paid to, Facebook's paid to play, so you can spend more money, but you have to spend more money if other agents are using it. Yeah, um, okay. So, uh, and the good thing about Facebook ads and stuff like that is it, it will only spend it if it can spend it. Yeah. I Personally, I, I would sort of think to myself, like, Depending on, you know, obviously it all depends on budgets, but I'd be thinking to myself, give, to give it a good go, you know, they spend somewhere between three to £400 a month yeah. on that advert uh, for the next four to six months and see how many leads it brought us in. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily be thinking to myself to see how many instructions we got out of it because of the way life cycle works. First thing would be how many leads did it bring in because... What, what, we need, what companies need to be trying to do is building up the amount of data they've got for prospects in their area. They're not used to that idea because CRMs are built around the transaction ha- happening today. If you put a prospect into a traditional estate agency, CRM doesn't do anything. No. So we want prospects because the system's going to constantly send them newsletters and content and warm them up so that your life gets easier in the long term so that's the purpose of the ad the purpose of the ad is how many people filled it out for our if we've been spending let's make it easy 500 pound a month over uh, six months for three grand how much did we get now someone might think to themselves three grand on facebook ads yeah. But like, you know, dropping a couple of, dropping 10,000 leaflets is not, is costing you not much short of that once you pay for the postage and everything, mm. a one-off drop. So I've um, got to put things into perspective to get the names and addresses of people in your area that, so that you, you can contact them whenever you please by email, through social media, SMS, all of that sort of stuff. It's not that much money. So... <clears throat> So that's one that you'd be running. Um, anything else? Definitely heads up property alerts. Okay, so just quickly talk, talk us through that. Why would you be consistently running Facebook ads around heads up property alerts? Because since, since it's been released, obviously we've been working a lot of clients around it. Um, more and more clients who are utilising something like Facebook as a platform uh, to register people by jumping before portals. So you're creating your own market, your own data, your own audience of people. Why would an agent, why would someone want to register with an agent? Um, so you almost, like I, I said before, you have to flip it, not register with us because we're an estate agent, because that's what everyone's message is out there. Uh, so at the weekend I was at a party and I was speaking to existing clients actually there and they were randomly there and I was, they asked me about what I do now. And existing clients in or? Existing clients in my old estate agency. Right. It was like a um, school reunion of mm-hmm. clients randomly there. <laughs> um, and I asked me what I was doing now. I was explaining the benefits of it and they were talking about their frustrations on 
registering with an agent through Rightmove, registering for the future or particular areas, and the fact that they weren't looking to move yet because they only wanted to live in that particular area, the agent was a bit like, well, I've got nothing there, and it's just a case of we just put you in a system, and they said we never get heard from you again. Mm. Um, and the week before, I was with some friends as well over the table, and they're looking to relocate around the area, and they had exactly the same experience. So I think people's generalisation is... Um, I used to register, I registered an agent, I got sold, sold, sent everything under the sun, it was a bit crap service, no one really contacted me, um, or I registered with someone and because I didn't want us to put a house on the market straight away, I was seen as a, as a sort of a time waster, yeah. or I was trying to do some research in an area, I inquired about a property, I just want to know some more details about it because I'm just working out whether I could buy there or not, yeah. and we all know in the historic part of that, in the old state ways, they were time wasting people. Yeah. Now they are your future prospects, mm-hmm. and by having a platform where someone can register in without disturbing staff straight away, that they then tell the reasons why they're looking to move. They've got a property to sell. They're buying for investment. They've got mortgage requirements. Creates a whole different level of lead generation from an opportunity just from one form that allows you not have to wait for you have a property on the market to get those people in the platform. So how going back to the Facebook ad. Instead of saying register draft with us, we're an estate agent, what would you be saying? So on my part, my own personal opinion, um, and I love the idea around the likes of like avocado properties, Ian there, he uses the traditional way and tries to flip it. So I would be running adverts saying like, basically around like, ever registered with an estate agent and got sent everything under the sun, and even have a comical part to it. Uh, we guarantee that you can venture into particular streets and we won't send you anything, send you anything other than what you require. Um, so trying to get the public to understand that actually you've listened to, you're yeah. an estate agent actually listened to what general public and why you don't want to register, why, why most people don't like estate agents. It's so true because you give an estate agent an incredible tool like Heads Up, so unique, and there's a danger that they make it sound like every other estate agent by saying, come and register with us online. Yeah. So like, no, no, go a bit further with it and talk about why and what happens. Like, you know, like you said, you know, ever struggled to find the right things, ever found that an estate agent sends you the wrong things or nothing, or you, lose, you find properties on portals but they're already sold. Mm. This is how Heads Up works. But what you're actually doing is gathering data before any other agents get their hands on it. They've got no reason to register with any other agents in your town. Yeah. No other agents are running that ad. No other agents are offering that service. So when they register with you and automatically qualify themselves, your system's identifying who's got houses to sell in the future much earlier than anybody else. And also, when it comes back to convenience part, so we're in a convenience world now, as much as we want to try and avoid it and ignore it, we are in a convenience world. Like, more and more people are stepping into that world, more, more than more and more people are stepping out of it. So, uh, no one, no one will want to see an ad and then say they want to register with a estate agent and then get an agent to call them up and then no. try and do it because they fear being sold to. Because mm. that's the general thing. Because when we look at a lot of people out there, they had a horrific experience previously in the past with an estate agent, which has then made them prejudge on who you are. Yeah. There's generalisation on it. So as much as you might be a great estate agent, they don't know that because they haven't met you. Met you. Yeah. So if you're running out saying register with us today, contact us, call us, a lot of people are not going to want to do that because no. of fear of being hounded. Do you want to put your house on market? Do you want to put your house Because that's what most people will be doing. If you say, oh, I'm not looking to move for another nine months, most people are like, eh. 
yeah. bit of crap that's in yeah. just put them on the side and they probably won't ever register them because they think their time wasted they don't want to be matched and mailed mm-hmm. so having a form where you can automatically register in as a convenience is another thing that should be promoted out there yes like so saying to people never have to even ne- speak to us yeah find yeah. properties before they hit the portals and never have to speak to an estate agent for, register here you know stuff like that yeah so I mean, I, I, the social distancing evaluation is another one we've got within our platform yeah. and not going on too much with all the different products we sell within uh, it's all incorporated life cycle again like what I've seen work so well with that is going on the fears of we haven't got to have a step for your front door yeah. if, not, if you want a more accurate figure and you're not looking to move for another six months a year don't worry we haven't got a step for your front door fill out and get more information and we'll come back to you within a report within 24 hours you never know, like, we could appraise your property £10,000 more yeah. than what you know, which then could help you buy on. Yeah. So you're given the reasons why someone should register with them, but also the comical fears around, like, why why you fear an estate agent walking through your door. We know that. We yeah. understand that. Okay, so you would be uh, consistently running instant valuation ads and heads-up property alerts ads, uh, basically, until further notice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay so just to wrap it up things that we spoke about for people to take something out of today what is the X factor in business from my knowledge from Rob's knowledge from all the agents that we've worked with and the businesses that we've had and businesses we've worked in the first is having a growth mindset an idea that like actually there might be some information out there if I just listened to a few more podcasts just listened went to a few more events there might be just one little bit of nugget in that that made me think, holy shit, I've been doing it all wrong. Mm. Second is action, um, but action with a bit of strategy, I guess, rather than just like, you know, let's try this this week and then uh, that was wrong, let's try something else. Accountable action. Yeah, accountable action. Where are you trying to go? Figure out where you're trying to go and then what needs to be done and then just start getting it done yeah. rather than just running around or should we try this this week oh, instant valuation no that didn't work let's try email marketing that didn't work try something else mm-hmm. and then like that that ties into the last one of consistency you know a lot of agents do see some great results for things and they get bored and do something else or they're always looking for like oh well, what am I going to write content about I don't know you've got 50 blogs recycle them you know uh Tony Robbins has been doing the same workshops for 30 years, mm. ACDC running the same concerts for the last 20 years. Like, just recycle it with different wording, the stuff that works, it'll work again. Well, crazy is even just going, uh, just jump in there. Before Lifecycle, a lot of our users, the amount of people we used to speak to, both you and I used to say, why have you turned off your instant valuations? I was getting loads of people. Mm. I was getting loads of leads and I was calling those people and no one wanted to move so I just turned off because it was taking up too much time. Yeah. And it was like, you've got the data, you've got the reason, but your action's different. Your action should have been like, oh, it means a lot of people are not yet ready to move so we need to work out how we get those people in the future to move and what they're looking to do yeah. Um, yeah. rather than just going, let's switch off and do something else. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Right. Thanks for your time, Rob. Pleasure. Uh, hope the background noise wasn't too bad for any of you guys. I know there's a guy wheeling a trolley past at one point, but uh, you know, all adds to the realism of it. Hopefully, see you all soon. Uh, we're hoping to do an Estate Agency X uh, physical event some point towards the end of the year, so uh, we'll put that in the group. Um, please feel free to leave your comments about the podcast in the group, see if we can get some discussion going. Fuck!
Yeah.